0: Have a great day today. It's New Year's. It's something special. It only happens like once this year. It's the day when everything starts afresh. You know, the Hebrew calendar actually has the head of the year Rosh Hashanah happening in September, I think, like early October. No, it's late. this year it was late September. And uh, I was in Jerusalem for Rosh Hashanah. It's a fascinating time. I love the fact that we have Gregorian calendar where you, you get the double dip. I try to start the year off right in September, and then in January, I make my adjustments. It's a great idea. But we're starting off, Gabe, we're starting off with a New Year's Day program where I'm gonna talk to you about how to make this year different than previous years. And part of that is gonna be something the Lord's been talking to me about. He said to me, you know, because I do news analysis, right? And I I do current events, and I'll do Flashpoint, and I'll frequently be asked questions about Uh, what's going on in the state of uh, America, culture wars, et cetera. And one day I was on my way to Daystar, and I was kind of like reading uh, out loud to Annabelle in the car. And I was reading, And a blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, Psalm 1, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. And the Lord spoke something to me as, as the Holy Spirit talks to people like me, like who are teachers and prophetic. I suddenly had this sentence come into my spirit. Never let your uh, delight take second place to scorn. Whoa, wait a second. I was reading here where the Bible says, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and then his law he meditates day and night. He doesn't sit in the seat of the scornful. And I realized that if you're covering events that are warfare in the spirit realm and you're seeing injustice or inequity or you're, you're seeing uh, evil, it's possible to become scornful of things. But then the Lord reminded me, never let your scorn overtake your delight. Let your delight be stronger than anything that bothers you. Why is that? Because when your delight is in the law of the Lord, And in his law, you meditate day and night. You become like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. What a powerful concept that is. That you gotta take care of you first, you gotta make sure that you're planted in a place where your roots are going down into something that's sustaining you. Then your fruit will have a season when it's going to become manifest in spite of what's going on around you. Don't enter into the scorn. Enter into the delight. And keep the delight preeminent. This year, I'm going down to the uh, to Florida in January, and I want you to come with me. We're going to go down and have a special focus for uh, two days. I think we're going to have a, a, a special... Uh, third day event, but two days for a summit on your maximum health and youth being regenerated. One of the things I've realized is that for many of the folks that have been traveling with me, that they're beginning to have the, the physical impact of a lifetime of their journeys showing up. I had like one month, I had four or five guys that I was praying for that all end up having like heart procedures. I said, that's it. We're going to preemptively go into what needs to happen this year for you to have the most vibrant, healthy, excited, physically strong year of your life. You're going to need it. You want to go to LanceWallon.com forward slash summit. Join me in Florida at the Trump Doral Hotel, where we're going to be able to hear experts that are going to be talking about, like Dr. Jordan Rubin, longevity secrets. He's going to talk about collagen, fascinating insight in what puts elasticity and strength and and youth, in a sense, back into your skin and your tone, talk about the benefits of fasting. Dr. Chauncey Crandall has a remarkable story as, an, as a distinguished um, doctor and a, uh, an academician who I asked him to tell me the story about raising the dead. He actually had an encounter doing that. But he does something called total body scans where he's going to detect in a panel of all these areas, like 48, 50 different areas, he'll be able to preemptively show you where you've got to focus in order to have a void breakdown later on or how to maximize your health. Dr. Neil Goodman is going to talk to many of you about reversing the effects of long COVID and uh, for the fatigue that you've experienced. There's also going to be a miracle service that's going to happen in the evening. And we got one dynamic lady who's got a massive following on transforming your body through very practical uh, fitness and weight loss techniques. But I want you to go to lancewiland.com forward slash summit because it's gonna be two days to focus on your physical life, putting your roots down into the water, so to speak, so that you can nourish the tree so that you can bring forth fruit in this season. All right, 2024 has a lot in store. And what I'm beginning to believe now is that God wants us to come to a place where we're rising above the strife of tongues, the turmoil. And you've got one of two choices when you're dealing in in an era like we're in. You can either try to insulate yourself and hide out from the world around you, which is virtually impossible, or you can go into the world, into the turmoil, with a, a divine formula of how you fly above the storm and maintain your stability. Uh, for New Year's Eve, I had a message I didn't quite complete because it was only 27 minutes. I couldn't get it all in there. But I wanted to talk about what I learned from Kim Clement about flying. And he has said to me something, which is, uh, was really helpful as I flow my three million miles. And he said, uh, he said when God has called you to do something, you, you, uh, you never fear that He's calling you to do something that's going to hurt you. You're going, to, you're going to be called to a vehicle like flying. It's going to get you where you got to go. And so you have authority when you're on that plane. And I asked him to tell me his stories about unusual events that had happened to him. And he talked about early on in his career as a prophet, he was flying on Air Italia. And, uh, and in the flight, suddenly they must have hit some kind of a cell where that plane dropped suddenly in altitude. And everybody was you know, jumping up out of their seats and the plane was unstable and he said, in a moment like that, everybody, whatever was in them, came out. And if, you're, if, you, had, uh, uh, if you were spiritual, you're crying out to, to God. If, if you were not, you're cussing. There's people, can you imagine this? The people are cussing and getting mad and cussing right when they're perhaps at death's door. The last thing they're saying is they're blaspheming. Well, I said, what did you do? He said, that's the funny thing. I jumped out of my seat and I began to prophesy every nation I was called to go to. And I said, France, Germany, Russia, United States, California, Texas. He said, I started calling out states and geography. He said, and everybody else is shrieking or crying out to Jesus, and I'm yelling out geography. He said, well, the plane stabilized, and everybody kind of like got back to normal. The pilot came on and said, apologize, but they had hit some kind of a cell where they had lost altitude, but they were not in danger, the plane was stable, and it was on schedule to arrive as preordained. Kim said everybody was kind of adjusting themselves, and some were a little embarrassed over the display they made, Uh, a little self-conscious, screaming out and crying out and cursing and yelling out. But uh, people were staring at him (laughs) because his reaction was totally different. And they said, what were you doing? He said, well, I'm I'm a young minister, I'm a prophet, actually. And the Lord has called me to go to certain places. And I was declaring the places that I must go. And I cannot die now because I haven't yet gone to those places. And he proclaimed to them an interesting idea. And that was that your greatest argument with death is an assignment that you have not finished. Powerful concept. Your greatest argument with premature death is the unfinished assignment. When the Apostle Paul was on his way to Rome to give a defense of his faith, Jesus had appeared to him in Jerusalem and said, I'm going to take you away from here to the Gentiles, for you must appear before me for me in Rome. And you're going to appear before the emperor, who I suppose would be Nero at that point. Well, the Apostle Paul had that word. But then when he was about to leave, wouldn't you know it, he's stuck on a ship where stupid people are in charge of a ship. It doesn't always work out that you're in charge of your own destiny, folks. Sometimes there's the owner of a business or the head of a family or a leader in a ministry who can make your life miserable, but you have to hold on in 2024 to the calling on your life and the assignment God gave you. It's gonna see you through the contradiction. So the apostle Paul is on a ship, and I tell the story so often because I do think it has something to do with America. And he says to them, sirs, I perceive that if you leave right now, this voyage is not only going to be fraught with danger, loss of cargo, economic impact, but possibly our own lives will be in jeopardy. And, well, they got together and had a vote. And they decided that they were going to overrule the, the delirious rabbi who they were taking as, uh, you know, cargo up there to be tried in Rome. And they decided they knew better. And they, they took off. The ship's captain, centurion on the ship, and the uh, owner of the ship all agreed. Let's get out of this port and go to someplace better. Well, they go out. Sure enough, they get caught in a perfect storm. And in that perfect storm, they lost their cargo. They virtually lost their lives. So when they had not, not seen the sun or stars for several days, Paul comes up buoyant and optimistic from his cargo hull. And he says, sirs, you should have listened to me. Admit it, you should have listened. But okay, we'll put that behind us. The God whom I serve sent his angel and told me that I have an appointment in Rome and that I'm going to keep it. And that from now on, you're going to be sailing with me. So I trust it's going to be as God told me. We're going to I have some knowledge about what's going to happen next. We're going to hit an island somewhere. The ship's going to break up, but you're all going to make it. In other words, an angel had to come deliver Paul from the stupidity of other people's decision-making. Paul evidently had to fast. The Bible says in the book of Acts, he was fasting and praying, but the angel pushed through. Here's the point. He didn't despair and give up. The last thing you want to do I remember Paula White saying this once. The last thing you wanna do if you're ever in turmoil on an airplane like that and you have a crisis is give in to the spirit of fear. You've gotta give in to the spirit of faith and you gotta join your faith with God to pull you through because you're not finished yet with your assignment. Does that make sense to you? All right, so I'm looking at this next year and I was giving you some really important advice yesterday. I hope, I hope you caught this. Some people hit and miss these broadcasts and I, I hate you to miss yesterdays because it was very, it was critical uh, this week, and particularly on uh, on, uh, New Year's Eve, the message. This year is going to have new things for you to do, new things for you to learn, new things for you to experience. In fact, the word for this year is going to be more, more than you've ever done before in 2024. I believe that this year is a year of an open door, but as the Lord showed me, the Apostle Paul told people that in Ephesus he had experienced an open door, but then he added this, there are many adversaries. I wanna talk to you about how to maintain the delight and how to rise above the cacophony of turbulence and be able to still do the thing you're called to do even though there's opposition and resistance. I wanna give you a way of seeing the resistance that I think could be very uh, strengthening for you. Jesus, when he began his ministry, immediately was sent forth into the wilderness where he confronted the devil. Now, why did Jesus have to meet the devil in the wilderness before he began his ministry? Because here's a very important principle. You don't meet your spiritual enemy in the house that you're moving into or into the realm that God is advancing you to or into the place that God is promoting you to. You meet the enemy on the way there because his job is to keep you from the next level of glory, the next level of authority, the next level of opportunity, the next level of influence. He's not gonna wait till you show up at his house. He's gonna try to get you before you get to his house. That's why the devil, who owned the house called Planet Earth, went in the wilderness to go meet Jesus, and the Holy Spirit drove Jesus to the wilderness to meet the devil. It's a curious thing here that Jesus was led by the Spirit, which is another important idea. You don't wanna be in warfare out of timing. You wanna be in the fight that God puts you in. And I think a lot of being led by the Spirit is knowing uh, how to be led into the battle that you can win instead of getting stuck in a battle and asking God to come rescue you. So Jesus was there for 40 days. Uh, Chapter four of Luke, verse two, he was tempted for 40 days. And I think these temptations, summarized in these three, or actually working on him during those 40 days. But Jesus had a response. And his response wasn't, God, send an angel. God, send a prophecy. His response was the word that God gave him. The words that God gives you will enable you to war a good warfare. Paul told Timothy, son, Timothy, war a good warfare according to the prophecies that went on before thee. Meaning, God already spoke to you about what's happening. Go draw from those words that God gave you and put it to work against the devil during the period of transition from where you are to the new level of power you're entering into, the new level of influence you're stepping into. So uh, the devil takes Jesus and, and begins to question him about his identity. If you are the son of God, he says in verse three, then why don't you turn these stones into bread? A great teacher could probably say your physical appetites, your physical needs, your... Your physical body is going to have certain things it's going to want to do. you got to learn how to be able to say no to your own appetites, your own longings, your own legitimate desires. Say no, because the Word of God is being worked in you. And when that Word of God gets worked in you in verse chapter 4, verse 1, you're filled with the Spirit. But when you come out of this season, when you start to plunder the enemy, you're going to be walking in the power of the Spirit. Verse 14, Derek Prince pointed this out in great teaching. He said, Jesus went into the wilderness full, but he came out with power. Because what happens is in the warfare that you're in, in the wilderness of transition, stepping into the new thing God's got for you where the enemy's trying to stop you, you're building some sort of a lather or a, a strength on the inside of you by working the word into you at a stronger level. The devil takes him up to a high mountain, shows him all of this in a moment of time, and he says, all of this would be yours if you just bow down before me. This is the, the temporal trade-off. This is where you can get money, you can have less harassment, you'll have less persecution, just take the easy road. He said, no, I will not compromise the way to victory, because what you bow to on the way up the mountain will own you when you get to the top. What you bow to on the way up owns you at the top. So Jesus basically said, thou shalt worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. And the curious thing is here, the, the, when the devil had ended all of his temptations, he, uh, the Bible says that he departed from him until an opportune time. Matthew's gospel says, As the devil departs for an opportune time, the angels came and ministered. Angels were there the whole time. But angels were not allowed to intervene because this was not a situation where he needed angelic deliverance or intervention. This was a situation where he had authority and he had to submit himself to the process and let the Word of God do the work for him. And I want to say something to you about this. I remember Kenneth Hagin years ago talking about... It was at a Texas fair, and uh, these people had this balloon, uh, this big like uh, helium balloon thing. They were getting ready to to put people in. that was going to go up in the air, but uh, a terrible thing happened. It had slipped out of control, and the men that had the ropes that were holding the balloon, the balloon took off, and the people were horrified as one man fell to his death, and then a, a second fell, and a third was swinging and swinging, it seemed like for half an hour until that that, that balloon came back down to ground. And the crowd nearly fainted, wondering how long that man could hold on till they found out that the man did something smart. Once he realized that he was up there, he climbed up on that rope a little bit and he tied the rope around his waist. He was holding on lightly, to the rope because the rope was holding on to him. And that's the way you've got to do it with the word of God sometimes. You've got to have the word of God strong enough that the word is carrying you. Other people are fainting, but the word is actually holding you. Now, take a look at this. Jesus returns back in the power of the spirit in verse 14, talking about how to have a great year. And someone will go, well, Brother Lance, this isn't very encouraging. It is encouraging because I'm telling you how to have a victorious year we're going to have to uh, build ourselves up for the inheritance that God has for us. It's not going to come down any easier than it is. We're going to be going up into it. And the Spirit of God is telling me to tell you that you have what it takes to break through into that next realm. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee and news of him went out throughout the whole surrounding region. Oh, look at this. For those of you that are influencers or those of you that wish other people would know about your product, your company, your service or or, or your message or your broadcast or whatever, I want you to know something. When you come through the uh, promotion process that God is putting you in, that your fame is spread throughout the region. It doesn't say that Jesus did anything different. It's just that the atmosphere already automatically recognized who he was. That news of him went throughout the whole region. It was as though there was suddenly a force of favor on him that was promoting him. And off he went into a whole whole new period of of authority. So uh, I'm going to go over to my board here because I've got a few minutes left and I want you to see something. The difference between where you are now And where God wants to take you, this is 2023 to 2024. And I told you that I really believe, I've heard the Lord on this, that there is an open door up here. Put the door here. This door is open. And God is saying, come up higher into this higher place. And there's a lot more in 2024. But here's the, the ladder that we go through. The ladder that takes us from here to here, it involves uh, you being able to, uh, if you don't mind me saying so, to put on Christ at a stronger, higher level, that you're going to be going up into a different kind of an atmosphere in this year. It's learning to walk in the delight of God rather than in the stress of current circumstances. It's going to be, uh, for you, it's going to be finding the promise, the promises that you're going to hold on to as you proceed up this ladder of promotion. It's going to be a willingness to accept that there's going to be resistance, because what I said is the enemy isn't waiting for you up here. He's coming down to resist you down here, where you're at in that transition period. It feels like, well, what's happening? What's, what's going on? Nothing's happening. Nothing happens until you've broken through to that next level. And this is a year, we, we've overused the term breakthrough because I think we're thinking that God is the one that does the breakthrough. But how does God do it? He does it through you. He does it through the Word of God working in you during this period of transition so that your heart and your mind is coming under the influence of the power of the Word of God, and the Word of God is being made flesh, And as a result of that, you're changing. Listen, I've met people that don't change. I personally am not the same person I was uh, two years ago or five years ago. One thing the Lord and I have as a deal that we do together is I take the call of my life very seriously. And because of that, the Lord meets me at that place and challenges me to go up doing things I've never done. This I'm doing right now was not something I did five years ago. I wasn't comfortable doing television, or doing podcasts, or doing media. But the Spirit of God said, this is where you want to go. How did I know that? How do you know what God's calling you to do? God is at work in you both to will and to do His good pleasure. That means a persistent desire that comes into your heart, a persistent thought that comes into your mind. As you continue seeking, seeking, if it keeps coming back, it's probably God. But to do that, you're going to have to develop a whole different level of skill, which is why we do our, our training, which is why you want to come to the summit. You've got to come to the summit because I'm going to tell you something. You've got three dimensions you're working at. One of them's going to be physical, one's going to be mental, and the other is going to be spiritual. You're going to be building your spirit, man. You're going to be building a whole understanding in your mind, the mind of Christ, how the wisdom works, learning secrets to move you to the next level acquiring God meeting, showing you the right people, the right resources, the right divine appointments that are gonna teach you what you need to do. Wisdom is gonna come to you. That's gonna be your mental journey, but your spirit journey, this part here, which is the heart of the matter, this is where you grow on the inner man. This is where you cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. This is where you identify with being a winner and not a loser and overcomer instead of being overcome. And you have, and this is a daily thing. That's why there's a process involved here. That's why we're doing the summit at the Trump Doral. Some people go, well, you know, I like doing the spiritual. Well, guess what? If you're not taking care of this physical part, then the part the enemy's going to hit that takes you out is you can't physically do what he's calling you to do. You can't run because you're not capable of running. And then if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. If the devil can hit you physically, he's going to hit you. And by the way, if you're over 50, 55, 60, you need these two days. Lancewallet.com forward slash summit with me. Why am I doing it? I'm doing it for me. I want to know about how do you renew your youth? How do you protect your heart? How do you structure yourself so that you have the ability to run full throttle? I want to go to seven states this year. I want to go to seven states with seven rallies. You don't think it's going to take financial, mental, emotional, and spiritual resources like I've never had in my life? And the Lord said, toughen up, buttercup. I've got great things for you, but you're going to have to be a good soldier. You have to learn how to endure hardness. Oh, there's a verse you don't see on many Pentecostal refrigerators these days. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. The enduring enables you to access that next level. I'm not telling you something I'm not doing myself. That's why I'm doing two days. And I brought in the world's experts, how to renew your youth, how to how to restore muscle, how to restore sinew, how to restore strength, how to restore elasticity, how to restore physical capacity. This, The genius that God has given some of our panel of experts, like Dr. Jordan Rubin and Dr. Crannell, what they've got is going to put another 20 or 30 years on you to serve Jesus. That's why you don't want to mess around. Go to LanceWiland.com forward slash summit. Meet me there then, because we're going to the next level. And I'm looking forward to seeing you on the other side. Father, I pray for all my friends out there right now that are watching this, that whatever infirmity, whatever they're dealing with, I know that there's power to heal. I've seen miracles I've watched with my own eyes and prayed with my own hands and seen miracles happen and healings happen. I pray for your divine, energizing touch to come upon the body of Christ right now that's listening, that regardless of whether they're driving a car right now or sitting there watching a video, that your virtue goes right to the point where they need supernatural healing, where they need a miracle. And I ask you to do it in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus because God is at work in you both to will and to do, of his good pleasure. God bless you. Remember, lancewalnau.com forward slash summit. Or you could call, if you wanna do it that way, you got some questions about this, you wanna call 817-754-0988. That's 817-754-0988. And ask about that special Trump Doral summit that Lance is doing for two days with the uh, doctors and the health practitioners that are the top in the nation. I look forward to seeing you again on our next broadcast. God bless you. Did you enjoy this latest episode? Please remember to share it with your friends because the more knowledge you have, the better equipped you are to navigate the world.